0: Sisters and brothers of our Lord Jesus Christ, where does your help come from? Our help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth, and from Jesus Christ, who is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Now, maybe you've had this experience. Let's let's just imagine you're driving out of state to go to grandma's house for Thanksgiving, and you come upon a traffic jam, and cars are stopped or inching along slowly, and all of a sudden, somebody passes on the shoulder trying to get in up ahead of everyone else and this little fire of resentment ignites inside of you. Or you've made it to grandma's now and you're tucking into the turkey and mashed potatoes and and out of the blue the uncles start in on you about your decision to go to Hope. You see they've all gone to Calvin College And they are starting to razz you and needle you because you've chosen hope. And this little smoldering resentment grows in you. Or even worse, you're enjoying your pumpkin pie, whipped cream and everything. And then the ants start in on you about how your politics are evil. And the battle lines are drawn, and the anger now is ablaze in your soul. In Romans 12, verse 20, Paul commands us that if our enemy, when our enemy is hungry, that we should feed him. When our enemy is thirsty, we should give her something to drink. And then he says something that's rather mysterious. He says, in doing this, these acts of kindness, feeding and Giving drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals on their head. What's he talking about? Now, I know your aunts who disagree with your politics are probably not the people you call your enemies, but the anger you experience when people attack you for the decisions you've made in your life and, and the choices that you've made results in anger nonetheless, and it burns inside of us. So is Paul saying that he what he wants for you to do is to tell your aunts to go in the living room, finish the puzzle while you do all the dishes that they can rest. And if you do that, then they will experience coals of burning, shame and guilt, a recognition of their own meanness, and that they will be moved to come to you out of your kindness, and seek your forgiveness and reconciliation. In other words, is Paul showing us a way to change the actions in the heart of our enemies? Maybe. I mean, it could be that your demonstration of grace will move others to respond with grace in kind. But this passage doesn't offer any assurance or guarantee that that will be the outcome. In fact, we know that to be true from our life experience as well. Instead, in this context, Paul seems to be concerned with how acts of kindness change us rather than how they change our enemies. He is concerned with how his readers can live in peace. Even with their enemies. He's interested in addressing those burning coals of anger that we hold against our enemies. So what Paul is saying, what he could be saying, is that these acts of kindness that that we shovel out uh, towards our enemies... What that is doing is shoveling out the coals of anger, bitterness, and rage that are in our own soul. And the only way to release this burning fire is through acts of kindness. This kindness is not to burn our enemies with shame and guilt. Instead, it frees us from being scorched by our anger, and it nurtures peace within us. It serves certainly as a living, breathing testimony to our enemies that that grace is real, that love is more powerful than winning the argument, more satisfying than vengeance even. And that might change them. But this kindness will certainly change me, will change you. And in this way, we can live in peace. And now may the peace of Christ go with you, wherever you may be. May he guide us in the wilderness and protect us in the storm. May he fill you with thanksgiving at the wonders he has shown you. And may he bring us all home rejoicing face to face again once more. Go in peace.